welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, Mama, welcome to the 60s. Good morning, Baltimore. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk About Gen Z, brought to you by WNYU Radio on 89.1 FM. I'm your host, Ella Traeger, and today we're talking about hobbies again. Yay! Last week, we spoke with the wonderful Betsy Weil about lacking hobbies as a Gen Zer. You know the feeling. TikTok, consuming your free time, wondering what to do when, on the off chance, you don't have work to do. You know? Ultimately, we began a discussion I am truly passionate about, and that is why Gen Zers are running out of hobbies. That being said, welcome to part two of an attempted journey towards rehobbying our generation. If you're listening to this as a Gen Zer, take a moment to think. What are your hobbies? Someone comes up to you, they say, hey, what's your name? Uh, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? Mm, anything? Mm-hmm. I think I said this in the last episode, but when someone asks me that, I'm like, First, I get flustered, and then I'm like, um, I, I have hobbies, I swear. Um, I, I draw, I uh, breathe and blank. Like, no, you don't draw. No. See, I really, 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 really think that if we all had a hobby or two, we'd be a lot better off, and hopefully I can persuade you in this episode to think the same. So, let's get into it. I think there are three reasons why we don't have hobbies. And to clarify, well, two things. One, this is what the research says, that we're running out of hobbies. But also, I have done no research myself to say that Gen Zers have the least amount of hobbies of all the generations that are alive right now. Like, no. Okay, but just roll with it. Come on. It makes sense. So that's number one. Now, second thing I want to clarify is what a hobby is if you weren't here for the first episode or if you're just confused. So a hobby is something you do in your free time for pleasure. No compensation, you get no no money, no tokens, no trophies, nothing like that. You might get some feelings of gratification, satisfaction, reward, but other than that, no compensation for a hobby. So what are some examples? Thank you for asking. Let's see, reading for pleasure, going on walks, playing a sport, knitting, writing, baking, photography, collecting, mm, singing, sending letters, sketching, volunteering, hiking, traveling. Uh, What else? I don't know. Throw them out there. The list goes on and on. Sometimes I find myself even questioning things like, what even is a hobby? Is that even a real thing? Is that like this is I feel like this is such a Gen Z thing to say but or to think but but like like hobbies aren't real it's just it's hobbies are just social constructs like we can't have hobbies what even is that or maybe it's just what do you call it like semantic satiation I think is what it's called when you say a word so many times that it temporarily loses meaning and you're like this just sounds like a bunch of nonsense sounds like I have no idea that even means so maybe that's why sometimes I question what a hobby even is but those are some examples and now we know that hobbies are things that that really is a thing yep 
Now, going back to my point, I think there are three reasons why we as Gen Zers are lacking hobbies. Number one, can you guess? Screens, of course. Why get up and do something when you can just as easily sit in bed and move your finger up and down a screen and get enjoyment out of it? If we're getting the same effects, we're reaping the same neurological benefits that we might or that we feel we might from getting up and doing something physically like getting up and actually doing something doing a hobby or doing something then why not why not keep doing that we know at this point that neurotransmitters are firing in the brain when we scroll to the next to the next to the next okay so so i get it like why pick up a hobby when we can just do that number two can you guess Hobbies are expensive. Honestly, I can probably only pick out a handful of hobbies that I just listed. See, I'm saying hobbies so many times. What even is that? Anyway, I can probably only pick out a handful of the ones I just listed that are free. And in this state of the economy, I am too scared to buy anything unless it's caffeinated. (laughs) Number three. Can you guess? Yeah. What free time? literally what when am i you're telling me as in me i'm telling you that you should pick up a hobby when literally when i don't have free time we don't have the time i wonder sometimes like was it always like this were people always so consumed with work and school and all this stuff i mean i yeah right but my parents are always so confused when they see my schedule they're like geez you're like my dad tells me I'm like an executive <laughs> and I'm like, dad, no, everybody's this busy. It's kind of madness. Now, with these three things being said, I'm going to tell you why you should pick up a hobby, despite the fact that they are expensive, that they take up time and that we can get the same benefits or it seems we can get the same benefits from scrolling on a screen. Here's why you should pick up a hobby or something. It doesn't have to be a hobby, just like a leisure activity, something that you get enjoyment out of in your free time that reaps no physical or like monetary compensation and that's not scrolling on your phone. Here's why. Connecting to the facts. Before I explain some research about why you should engage in a hobby, I'll say two things. One, I feel like I'm always listing. I guess that's just how my brain works. So either you find it annoying, you're like, why is she always listing things? Or it helps you follow along. Either way, I'm still going to do it. So number one, there are some really interesting psychological underpinnings of hobbies like The notion that hobbies are kind of refined forms of baby play, you know, like activities that we did when we were babies that brought us satisfaction, which I think is super interesting. Never thought about it until I, you know, read about it. And that tells us two important things. Actually, wait, maybe three. So one, I think this explains why when we take part in hobbies, chemical messengers in the brain, neurotransmitters like dopamine fire all around and make us feel pleasure, make us feel motivated to do them again. Oh my gosh, are hobbies addictions? Wait a minute. Okay, whatever. We'll get we'll get back to that. 
Number two, this explains one reason why people might not have a lot of hobbies or have trouble maintaining them. That reason being childhood, how do I explain this? Like childhood frustrations or frustrations that, you know, the person who's now a Gen Z or an adult experienced as a child that prevents mundane activity from being satisfying now. And number three, I think this connection um, back to our childhood can have an interesting implication for younger generations whose forms of satisfaction as infants and toddlers are oftentimes coming from screens, or at least that's how I see it. I just see so many babies on screens, and that's how you stop a baby from crying. Like, that's their form of satisfaction. That's their form of baby play. So will this make them more addicted to screen time as they age? Will they have significantly less hobbies than we do? Probably. Or maybe not, because when we're parents, we're going to give zero screen time to our children, probably. (laughs) Uh, That'll be interesting to research as time goes on. But I hope that made sense. Did any of that make sense? What I'm trying to say is that there are these interesting psychological underpinnings of hobbies, which show that like the satisfaction we reap from hobbies now are connected to the satisfaction we got during playtime as babies. Okay, let's move on. Now. The first reason why we should get the heck up and hobby it out is because hobbies impact life satisfaction through generativity. Now, I know that probably makes no sense, so I'm going to explain it. Generativity is an important construct in Eric Erickson's, you've heard of him, maybe, psychosocial theory of development. So in middle childhood, Erickson explains that we reach a sort of Um, figurative fork in the road, one direction that follows generativity and the other stagnation. Generativity, think generous, I guess, (laughs) um, is a feeling or a desire to give back or help younger generations. It's like it's like achieving a sense of contributing to the world in your own way and realizing that there's no one else like you. It's the process of making you you And stagnation is the opposite, staying the same, staying stuck, plateauing. So Adams Price and his colleagues found that participation in creative hobbies allows us to explore identity, spirituality, calming, and mastery or recognition, right? Those four factors, which are outlets for us to, or which are ways for us to feel satisfied through this notion or this outlet that's allowing us to feel like we can be our own human beings, like we are unique, authentic, like we are who we are and no one else is like us. Does that make sense? If it doesn't, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Shoot me an email. But interestingly, how we can tie this back to a point I made in a previous episode, I think the one, the one, let's talk about aesthetic. Hobbies allow us to make us feel like our own human beings. Hobbies make you you. And we know that Gen Zers care so much about being authentic through aesthetic or vintage technology, their social media profiles, their style. We all want to be authentic. And what I'm trying to say is do yourself a favor and pick up a hobby because it seems like a much more 
uh, it seems like a much healthier way of exploring your authenticity and your uniqueness than to generate um, an aesthetic on your social media profile or something. Side note, I am not trying to be patriarchal. This Think of this as an internal dialogue or something, because just as I'm telling you to pick up a hobby, I'm telling myself the same thing. And sometimes you're just in a state where all you can do is get up, walk to the window, look out the window, and then get back in bed. And that's okay. That is a leisure activity where and you're meeting yourself where you're at. And that is okay. So I'm not telling you that I'm not trying to sound patriarchal, right? Meet yourself where you're at. That's always the most important thing. Sir, yes, sir! Moving on to another study. A series of studies, actually, from the Synapse Project demonstrated that older adults who spent several hours a week for a few months learning to participate in a new activity, I think this study was specifically um, a creative activity or, like, a new craft. Anyway... The study showed improvements in these adults' cognitive performance and neural efficiency as compared to control patients, right? So the ones who got up, spent several hours a week learning to participate in a new craft or a new activity showed brain improvements. Ooh. Next. A study found that participation in different types of hobbies led to less decline in everyday functioning and independence among older adults. That's a fact. Another fact, hobbies are a reliable source of satisfaction if you haven't gotten that already. Because they stray from responsibility, they cultivate a sense of relaxation and release from stress. Allow yourself to feel solace and satisfaction and renewed and energetic through a hobby. Well, okay, I'm really starting to sound like Kim Kardashian when she said, um on whatever advertisement that was or whatever it was when she was like, get your ass up and work. If you want to be a successful businesswoman, get your ass up and work. Well, she was totally canceled for that uh, since it was objectively insensitive and problematic in other ways. But anyway, good thing we're not too popular yet here on the podcast because then I might get in trouble. But my point is, not trying to sound like Kim Kardashian. I'm just trying to point out the beauty in hobbies that even I need to continue to pursue and get back into. Another article I read, let's see. <clears throat> We're going to go through this together. It's in the Harvard Business Review. All right. This article says, well, it's called, Can Hobbies Actually Make You a Better Person? Yeah. The author says, if you want to be less stressed, try hiking. If you want to build self-esteem, try cooking. If you want to be more creative, try coloring. Okay, that's all. Well, thank you, Miss Alpayo. Okay, well, you heard it here. In short, listen to these benefits. Get up, get out there, and pick up a hobby. Try it for a week. I'll try it with you. Let's see. I am going to this weekend. I am going to. Oh, OK. I used to be really into beading. I mean, I still am. It's not really a used to. But I haven't done it in a couple of weeks because I felt like I haven't had the time. But I'm going to make it a goal to make five necklaces between now and Sunday. Yay. Oh, something else I want to throw out there. 
is that hobbies, a few things. Of course, here I go with my listing. Number one, hobbies are a great way to meet new people if, you know, if that's what you want to do, if you want to do some sort of hobby or engage in a hobby with other people. Um, they also build resilience in your brainy brain. Consistent maintenance of a hobby improves sleep and memory. They engaging in hobbies can enrich new perspectives. I mean, come on. Have I convinced you yet? Like, let's go. Okie dokie. Question of the week. What are you going to try this weekend? Totally off topic, but has anyone heard Miley Cyrus's new album? And when I say heard her new album, I don't mean did you hear Flowers or did you hear River? No. Did you listen to the whole album through and through? Well, let's make that a hobby. That's what you should do this weekend. You should listen to Miley Cyrus's album front to back, beginning to end. It is a masterpiece. You're just like a river. All right, I'm going to go sing to myself before I turn this off. So thank you for listening. Bye. WNYU Radio has decided that this is the time to release this show because connection is going extinct and we need to do our part. Please email me at ellatrager.ltagz at gmail.com for inquiries, questions, convos, anything at all. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.